0: has spent decades studying the Bible in the original languages. He holds degrees from the University of Wisconsin, Moody Bible Institute, Asbury Theological Seminary, and Bethel Theological Seminary. With the help of some of his friends, in 1994, Dr. Rako founded a national volunteer ministry to hunters. He is an author, dog trainer, and speaker. Tom served as a full-time pastor for 36 years. Now, here is your host, Dr. Tom Rako.
1: Well, welcome to the Rock Dove Publications Quill. Thank you for joining us. Uh, during today's program, you're going to be learning about St. Hubert. He's a fascinating person, and God changed his life on a hunt. And you know what? God is still changing people's lives on hunts. You'll also be hearing from Dr. Mercy Sharp as she shares from my book, Devotions for Dog Lovers. And I hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. The
2: dog that followed me for 25 years Scripture reading, 1 John 1, 5-10 Although I never knew the dog's name, it followed me faithfully for 25 years. That's right, for a quarter of a century this canine kept on my trail. Perhaps most amazing was how this small, shaggy dog would periodically show up uninvited, unannounced, and in the most unlikely of places. It was as though it loved lurking in the shadows sometimes for months on end, until I would eventually let down my guard. Then just like that, this man's best friend would nip at my imperfection. Indeed, the dog's silent bark always alerted me to an unmistakable, undeniable moment of moral failure. A time when I did something I still don't fully understand, but continue to utterly despise. You see, at the age of 16, my friend Joe and I were en route to do some teenage drinking. I was behind the wheel and we were traveling through a small town. Ahead of us, alongside the road, was a little dog. There, a few feet away from the dog, was about a five or six year old boy standing in the yard. Trying to be smart, I turned the steering wheel and pretended like I was going to run over the dog. However, With plenty of distance to spare, I turned away. But then suddenly, for no apparent reason, the dog ran out on the road. I turned the wheel sharply. The dog kept coming. I swung the car to the opposite side of the street. We both heard and felt the sickening thump. As I glanced in my rearview mirror, I saw the little dog flopping and kicking its last on the black top surface. Even worse, I caught a momentary but lasting glimpse of a small boy screaming hysterically. And that's when it happened. I did something so disgusting, so shameful, that it's still painful to think or talk about. Instead of stopping, I panicked. I stomped on the gas pedal and sped away as fast as possible. Part of me wanted to turn around, but there was an unexplainable force of cowardice that took over. I hated what I was doing but I couldn't, or rather wouldn't, go back. Now, in the big scheme of my sins, the dog episode I've just relayed probably wouldn't rank very high. In fact, without listing all my sins in specific detail, let me just assure you that if it were possible for a person to get a degree in sin, I earned a PhD several times over. Nevertheless, that rear-view mirror image of the boy and the dog and my gutless response Was one sin that haunted me on a regular basis. Maybe it was because dogs have always played such an important part in my life. Or perhaps it was due to having had our own household pets run over anonymously. Becoming a Christian at the age of 21, I confessed my diverse multitude of sins to the Lord, including the boy and the dog. I experienced his great forgiveness. Nevertheless, there are times when the Lord wants us to publicly reveal the secrets of our past. For me, the moment of truth regarding this incident came out not long ago in an adult Sunday school class. No doubt this personal confession was inconsequential to the majority who were present that day. However, it was most monumental for me. The secret of a dead dog, a devastated little boy, and Cowardly Driver were finally brought out into the light. Although I was totally forgiven more than three decades earlier, there is now an added dimension in knowing that the devil, also called the Accuser in Revelation 12.10, has one less thing to bring up. Of course, we should share everything with the Lord. After all, He knows everything anyway. But in some cases, it is important that the confession of our sins be made public. For example, we know that during the days of John the Baptist's ministry that the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Mark 1.5 Don't be afraid to confess. Prayer Lord, thank you for the freedom that comes through forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: You can learn more about the book that tells this true story and others. For example, find out how dogs in Bible times were used to fulfill specific prophecies. Discover how some dogs with disabilities did some amazing things. Hear how a dog collected money for orphans. Learn about the first canine to be launched into outer space. Gain insight as to how God is using dogs in our world today and much more. To order your copy of Devotions for Dog Lovers, go to the Rock Dove Publications website at www.rockdove.com. Again, to get your copy of Devotions for Dog Lovers, visit rockdove.com.
1: Saint Hubert He was born around six hundred fifty six AD, and Saint Hubert's influence during the Middle Ages was profound. Even today, close to thirteen hundred years after his death, seven hundred twenty seven, his name continues to be held in high esteem. This is clearly evidenced by the schools, military orders, a city that carries his name, artworks, celebrations, and even a wonderful bloodhound strain enjoyed by their owners. Hubert was a passionate hunter who eventually became known to many as the Apostle of the Ardennes. The Ardennes is a series of forests, rolling hills, and rugged terrain associated with an extensive mountain range that runs through Belgium, France, Germany, and Luxembourg. However, it's important to note that it was not hunting itself that made Hubert famous. Indeed, it was not some unbelievable shot he made, nor because he harvested some incredibly large antlered member of the Deer family. On the contrary, it is because of what supernaturally transpired while he was on a particular hunt that makes St. Hubert noteworthy. The hunt itself took place on Good Friday, a day in which many of Hubert's contemporaries would have been in faithful church attendance. This would have been expected. Hubert, however, was preoccupied with something else. He found himself in hot pursuit of a stag. He was not seeking the Lord, but because of what transpired, we now know that the hound of heaven was actually seeking him. It was on that Good Friday hunt that Hubert ran into the one who loved him as no one else ever could or would. God himself invaded his passion. Indeed, as he was pursuing this magnificent stag, the animal turned, and as the legend narrates, he was astonished at perceiving a crucifix between its antlers, while he heard a voice saying, Hubert, unless thou turnest to the Lord and leadest an holy life, thou shalt quickly go down into hell. We are then told how Hubert responded to this revelation. According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, quote, Hubert dismounted, prostrated himself, and said, Lord, what wouldst thou have me do? He received the answer, Go and seek Lambert, and he will instruct you. Unquote. Hubert sought out Lambert, who was a church bishop. Lambert willingly went on to instruct Hubert in spiritual things. Furthermore, Hubert himself ultimately went on to serve as a bishop and helped bring the Christian message to the forests, where pagan idolatry had previously persisted. Yet some of the same places he had once hunted now became his mission field for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Now this hunting miracle was amazing in a number of ways. Not only was Hubert's life dramatically redirected while in pursuit of a magnificent stag, but eventually the lives of many others were also radically changed as a result of his conversion to Christianity. Those who once offered sacrifices to false gods were set free to follow the living Christ. Indeed, Hubert's life is still having a rippling effect across the pond of time and is so evidenced by the organizations, schools, clubs, and lists of hunting ethics that use his name. Although there may be distinct discrepancies regarding the details of St. Hubert's converted story, there are certain core elements which stand firm and have not eroded with the passing of time. For example, the fact that St. Hubert's wife died during childbirth is sometimes used to imply the reason behind Hubert choosing to hunt on Good Friday had to do with him being either sad from his great loss or angry at God. On the other hand, some historians place the death of Hubert's wife following his conversion. Even so, the record of Hubert's conversion to Jesus Christ while on a stag hunt has stood the test of time. Furthermore, we should not be surprised to learn that the Lord of heaven and earth can even use a stag hunt on Good Friday to bring a morally lost hunter to himself and, in so doing, profoundly change the course of human history. Yes, a hunter who at one time chose the chase over church eventually became a leader in the church. Well, when we come back, I'll have some closing comments. (music)
3: Hunting Miracles, Ancient and Modern, contains true stories of how God has worked in the lives of hunters down through history. This unique work, edited by Dr. Tom Rayco, contains true stories by nine different contributors. In Hunting Miracles, readers discover miracles that took place on hunts more than a thousand years ago, see how God has used deer, ducks, geese, and even wood ticks to reveal his power and presence. Be encouraged by how the prayers of desperate hunters have been answered in amazing ways. To order your copy of Hunting Miracles, go to the Rock Dove Publications website at rockdove.com. Again, to get your copy of Hunting Miracles, be sure and visit rockdove.com.
1: Well, St. Hubert is a real person who played an important part in history. However, he was not the first deer hunter to be converted while on a hunt, and he was not the last. You know, the God of creation is unlimited in where and how he can speak to a person and bring them to himself. And he's constantly speaking. The only problem is we're not always listening. You know, people have been converted at taverns, sitting in trees, in church pews, and even next to manure spreaders. God is always speaking, but we're not always listening. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, here on the Rock Dub Publications Quill. And next time, we'll be looking at another hunting miracle.
0: been listening to the rock dove publications podcast with your host dr tom rako this program has also been brought to you by the quilted arrow home of intelligent stylish field bred english pointers with bloodline streams from hall of fame champion guardrail thank you so much for listening now this is beth rako inviting you to join us again next time on the rock dove publications podcast